the golden age frequency is here. Like since solstice, we've literally been walking this new map and I myself am still finding myself in the integration, like just starting to crystallize into this frequency. And you said it right. So much of, of the last few years has been the demolishing of these foundations that were never meant to hold what we came here to hold. There's a huge theme showing us right now that we have all been walking some false ass maps and it's, it's not anyone's fault. And yet we take full responsibility, but we're really being given an opportunity individually and collectively right now to take a look at really like the maps, the legends, the way we've been using our compasses, how we've been just like running around this earth and to actually place ourselves here, like as a vessel for God, as a vessel for this highest dream of earth to come down through us. And the number one key in unlocking this new map, this new architecture and this new frequency is sovereignty. Welcome to the Sovereign Society podcast. I'm your guide, Sabrina Riccio, and as a shamanic brand strategist, my mission is to help sacred disruptors and leaders of the golden age to honor their journey, reclaim their power, and revolutionize the world with their medicine. Because you've answered the call to move the masses with your medicine, this sacred space is here to help you nourish your online empire as you activate a legacy of integrity, wealth, and overall sovereign embodiment. Remember, it all comes down to you honoring the journey and trusting the process. So I invite you to join me every week as I share with you conversations and transmissions with some of today's leading sacred disruptors who are on mission to be part of the solution. Now's the time for you to cultivate the business and life of your desires. So allow the medicine of the Sovereign Society to inspire you to lead with intention. Let's dive in because the world is ready for your medicine. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Sovereign Society podcast. I'm your guide, Sabrina Riccio, and let me just say what an honor it is to be here. This is the first episode I've recorded um, in the new year. I like to roll with the Lunar New Year just because, I don't know, like January 1st to me, it just doesn't make sense. Like it's still like, it's just weird. So I feel like now I'm in a new year. And this is the first recording and I've got Autumn Rose here and, you know, it's been quite the initiation I've been navigating through the past like week or so. By the time this comes out, it's going to be almost about like a week and a half, almost two weeks um, after my recent seizure I had where um, I feel like I feel like these seizures have actually been more exorcisms and, than anything because one I've had like by the grace of God, like there's been zero um, brain damage showing that there's been seizures. One and two, the initiation and the journey that comes to integrate, like what just happened right after is to me, it just, I just can't, I feel like an onion where I'm constantly shedding layers and layers and layers of like my ego and like the old parts of me and like who I'm not as I'm tapping into my multidimensional higher frequency self. And it's funny because, you know, 
some people that I may have known, um, like growing up, they don't understand necessarily what I'm going through because they don't have like, uh, the spiritual awareness to the depth that I do. Um, one being raised in the church and then two, like after being struck by lightning, like it's inevitable for me to have a deeper spiritual connection, you know, and uh, they say so much that the initiation of the shaman is to be struck by lightning. And lately I've been seeing that more and more and uh, embracing it rather than having shame for the gift that I have and recognizing that God has me navigating through life the way that I am, even though people outside of me may not understand, or they think I'm like, losing my mind or whatever. And in a way I am losing my mind. I'm losing the ego and I'm returning back to the heart. And it's just challenging navigating through um, a society that really um, misinterprets you or doesn't understand you. But I just count my blessings every day that there's this beautiful platform like social media where we can connect with people all over the world who um, may be going through a similar, same, same, but different kind of experience or can really feel seen or heard um, or understood. And Autumn here is one of those women that like I really appreciate because um, she sees what I'm navigating through. She recognizes the importance of like embarking on the sovereign path and really what that sovereign embodiment truly is of uh, not allowing the noise outside to um, condition you to the truth of who you are you know? And so, um, it's truly an honor to have her here. And she, she like literally messaged me on, uh, was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday. Yeah. She like messaged me yesterday. was like, Hey, I'm launching this program. And, and I, she was like, I, I, I'm really feeling like I want to, you know, like, let's, let's, I'd love to have you be an affiliate. And I'm like, oh my gosh, so down. Like, wait, do you want to record a podcast tomorrow? So like, I normally <laughs> don't even record podcasts at like 8am and I'm up and I'm like on fire, ready to go. So Autumn, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, Celebrating you. <laughs> So I just, I'm, you know, she's in Costa Rica right now. And uh, it's just, you know, I, I, I think I really feel like we're anchoring in like the golden age right now. And that's why the past couple of years have been like so challenging is because a lot of what isn't serving um, had to come up to the surface to be alchemized, healed, transmuted, and just really looked at, right? Because Unfortunately, the hard truth is like there are dark forces at play. And this is why like light workers are here is to shine light on that. And it's so crazy because um over the weekend I was watching Moana and uh just because like I want to like heal my inner child. And there was this scene I posted on my my Instagram stories where like this like the volcano lava guy is coming to Moana trying to get her and she is there with like this green emerald and just is like seeing this like demon like eye to eye and it's just like giving it love and it turns into like Pele and like or no it turn, I don't remember what god it is I think it's Pele that's coming at her but like I'm not Hawaiian so don't mind me but like all in all, it was like lush and green and like fruitfulness and like, it was just love, you know? And I think 
that's what's really um being called right now is just like how can one we love the dark parts of ourselves from our past um and like stop holding or carrying that shame of who we were when we did our best based on our awareness and based off of you know what we knew in our conditionings and to how can we actually share that love with other people who may be projecting pain or traumas as well and to also shield ourselves with love to not allow um, those darker forces and entities to uh, siphon our energy and really um, try keyword try um, to take us out and to you know um, manipulate control and whatever. So I would love to hear your take on what you're seeing right now. Mm, Mama, that was such a yum drop in and you're right on the money with the golden age frequency is here. Like since solstice, we've literally been walking this new map and I myself, am still finding myself in the integration, like just starting to crystallize into this frequency. And you said it right. So much of of the last few years has been the demolishing of these foundations that were never meant to hold what we came here to hold. And that's exactly what epilepsy is, right? Like the shaking loose of those foundations. And I'm like in another house right now outside of my home because the foundation is getting rebuilt for two weeks. Like there's a huge theme showing us right now that we have all been walking some false ass maps and it's, it's not anyone's fault and yet we take full responsibility but we're really being given an opportunity individually and collectively right now to take a look at really like the maps the legends the way we've been using our compasses how we've been just like running around this earth and to actually place ourselves here like as a vessel for god as a vessel for this highest dream of earth to come down through us and the number one key in unlocking this new map this new architecture and this new frequency is sovereignty Mm -hmm. amen i mean you're on the sovereign society podcast right hey (laughs) but it's true and you like you know i've been what initiated my spiritual journey back in 2012 um, was a very difficult LSD trip, and it was on like native land. I grew, I grew up here in Palm Springs, which is the Kuya Indian tribe, like, and even though I'm not Native American, I have deep reverence for the land uh, that I grew up on because it is sacred land, and. I'm very connected to the land of this town. And when I had a difficult LSD trip um, back in 2012, and it was the anniversary of my best friend's um, suicide, and there was like this beautiful um, moment that was supposed to happen uh, with me and my beloved, but I wasn't ready because I saw that there was so much healing that I needed to do for myself to be able to for one, to fill my cup and two, to be able to be that sacred vessel for like the future of my family and the lineage that um, I know I'm here to help bring in. And I think that's been a huge part of me being sick too around my cycle and my hormones is because every time I've been seeing um, that these seizures that I've had have been around either when I'm bleeding or when I'm ovulating. And to me, that's telling me that I'm purging out 
um, like DNA and like cellular memory um, from lineages because all of the women in my family on my maternal side have all had issues with their cycles and choosing to also say yes to be the sacred disruptor that says, you know, like this ends with me and I'm, I'm, I'm going to clear it out. So every time I've been having these seizures around my bleed or around, I'm ovulating that to me is what I'm seeing. It's like a child that I would have had that would have had my karma that I'm not allowing to continue into the next uh, generation. And so knowing and saying yes to healing my family and been in this healing journey of these seizures with my parents. And like, like you were talking earlier about the foundation and like, we have to, I believe we have to make sure that like we have really healthy relationships with our ancestors um, and really address the issues at play um, in order for us to really heal and in order for us to really anchor heaven on earth and to, you know, be part of the solution because we're all interwoven and our lineage, especially like that's such deep cellular, um, remembrance. And when we do this work, you know, we're healing seven generations and we're setting precedent for the next seven generations to come. So I want to hear your take on the importance of ancestral healing and, um, clearing and being the one that says yes to, um, be part of the healing and to be, you know, the one that's saying, I'm going to clear this out. Yeah. It's, it's all legacy, baby. Like literally every single one of us who is here on earth, we're here to weave legacy. Like that's, that's why we came. That's the only thing that we really need to do and to put our love and attention and care and tending into. And first off, like what an honor it is, right? To be part of a lineage, to be standing where we are in this lineage, in this time on earth, in this time where like the grids are shifting, everything is moving, everything is changing. There's there's new things that we haven't experienced before coming back, this ancient future remembrance, right? And so when we step into this work of really starting to pay attention, really starting to track what's happening in our minds, what's happening in our bodies, what's happening in our fields, in our dream time, in our environments, and really starting to see, oh, this is actually taking away from the life force or the light of not only me, but my lineage, right? My descendants, my, my babies, my grandchildren that are coming. And of course, our mothers, fathers, grandmothers, grandfathers, all the way back to the original ancestors. And so this is literally the biggest work that we can be doing right now is saying, I'm calling my power back to me. I'm calling all my fragments back to me all the times, places, and spaces where I consented to unconsciously or consciously to giving my power away or letting something in to feed off me that doesn't have my highest good in its mind, I take that back. Like it's really time to break all spells. It's really time to come back into our whole place in the lineage because when we start to do that, the light and the frequency that we reclaim back into the lineage starts to flow. And that flowing starts to show us where we need to move this reclamation of sovereignty into the bloodlines. You might go back to like a great, great, great grandfather who was a Mason, right? 
And then you have work to do there. And when you close that up and you breathe that love in, you bring that care and that, that beautiful God energy in, you heal that place in the lineage. And then every single being between that place and you gets to breathe that fresh air of like healing and wholeness and remembrance again. Because what is time, right? Like, it's like time is like the ultimate illusion. Like they're energetically, like everything is still so interwoven and connected that it's like something that could have happened a year ago, a hundred years ago. Like it's still so part of your, your cellular DNA memory and trauma and all these pieces. And I think it, it takes, it's really like courageous to be able to go back and to Mm -hmm. um, one, admit your wrongdoings and two like, go back into what I like, what I've been seeing this past week is like really going back to the belly of the beast and to, to really, um, reclaim your power back. And also I think the important thing to understand is that what's missing in all those spaces is simply love. You know, it's like God is love and those spirits, entities, spaces, maybe even yourself, you know, in the past who was hurting, hurt people, hurt people. And sometimes we do these things unconsciously because we're yearning for love. And when we're not operating from that true divine space of love, that's where the manipulation can come in. That's where the pain can be projected onto. And so I think it's important. And I, as someone who struggled with depression and mental health challenges her entire life, I know I had to go through 33 years of suffering. I was protected the entire time, but I had to go into that belly of the beast to offer compassion. And that is what is important to remember is like, hey, we're all here doing our best based off of our experiences, based off of our awareness, based off of our conditions. And how are you choosing to, one, stand in your own power and not allow those projections of uh, the projections of other people to siphon your energy, to hook you in, to um, drag you into their misery because misery likes company, right? How are you, how are you choosing to be like, you know what, like, there's a reason why I'm here. I'm going to stand in my truth. I'm going to stand in my sovereign embodiment and in my power. And I'm going to offer love to that person, to that thing, to that entity. Um, because I know when I'm operating from a space of love, like I'm unfuckwithable because I'm in the true God consciousness of, of me, of the divine and it's why I was brought here. I'm here on mission. And I think like it definitely takes time um, to, uh, you know, have the courage or the strength or the confidence to go into the belly of the beast, into those dark spaces. Um, But I also think it's important to not shame yourself if you've been stuck there. It's just an opportunity for you to recognize that like, hey, there's a fragment of your younger self that's like, like, I'm here. I'm waiting. Like, where's that love that, that I need in this moment? Like that past version of you like needs that love. And so I think it's, that's why to me, like 
tools like visualization and meditation are really powerful where you can go back to that moment. And when it's something that's been extremely traumatic, like you can remember it like so vividly, like clothes you were wearing and like music that was playing or like the environment you were in, you can remember that so vividly and just, you know, come as like your higher self as like your future self back into those moments and just like give yourself the wisdom and the advice and the support, like, Hey, you're going to get through this. And this is only temporary and this isn't real, but there's a something here that, that you have to learn, um, in this now moment, that's going to help you be more compassionate. That's going to help you, um, lead and have that discernment in the future. So just, you know, this is part of the process, but you know, you are safe. Oh yeah. The training, right. To get to, to get to where we are, that we've all had to walk and each of it has been so unique and perfect for all of us. And this is truly the space where we forge our medicine, right? It's in the places of fear, it's in the places of discomfort, it's in the places of that self-hatred or non-trusting of the world around us. If you don't understand the dark side, you can never really truly honor and appreciate the true frequency when it comes. Ain't that the truth? And again, I think it's like, I know for me, the way that I look at it, rather than feeling like a victim of like my past and like the really shitty things I've had to go through and choosing to like alchemize that into like being victorious and like victory over it, like because I went through that, now I have the wisdom and the support to hold space for other people who may be going through that to let them know like, hey, you aren't alone. Because I think like when we're going through those and when we feel so alone, that's all we need to hear. Like that's something Not I'm sure there's other things like you are loved or whatever. Like that's not all you need to hear. But like it's a piece that like to hear is like you know, you are safe, you're not alone. And I think for me, it's been really interesting, like navigating through what I have, like, I've seen how some friends can hold that space for me lately, and others can't, it's too overwhelming for them. And in the beginning, like my ego was hurt, because it's like, damn, like, I've lost some friends because of like the path I'm on. But like, I also know, if it's a true friend, like once I get through this and if I, when the time comes, if it's divine will to like meet up with them again and we pick up where we leave off, like that to me is a true friend, you know? But that's the other thing I think we have to understand too, is like when we have the courage to say yes to going down a path and a journey that is um, not quote unquote normal um, based off of whatever bullshit um, condition in society of like defining normal. Um, I think it's important to really address, you know, that sometimes you can go through, like people haven't walked a day in your shoes. They haven't experienced what you have. Not everyone has the same gifts as you and not everyone is willing to go to that same depth, um, that you may be. And for me, it's really interesting because even when I look at like my astrological, like it's literally written in the stars for me that my Pluto and my, um, my MC are, uh, conjunct. So like, I'm like the very depth, like it's who I am, you know, and my Jupiter and my son are both conjunct exact conjunction. So like I have big dreams and I have big visions and I have big desires and goals and I have to 
I want to go to the depth of my soul. I want to go to the belly of the beast. I want to go as deep as I can because I want to find where these uh, rotted roots are. Where are these sick roots that I can pull out and like take out and plant new seeds? Like that to me is something very important. Like I don't do basic bitch spirituality, you know, like, and I think that's can be hard too, is that some people like that, that may not understand may easily put you into that like box and like, because they don't understand. So they're doing their best to like comprehend what you're going through. But, um, for me, like I don't, I consider myself like doing very, very deep work. And this is part of why I'm here. And this, and I, for me, I'm sure you feel the same way too, Autumn. Like if I'm here, I don't want to play small. Like I want to do, <laughs> I want to do like the best that I can while I'm here. And I want to, you know, like be brave and courageous and like take that leap of faith into the unknown because I know God has my back and that God will always give me what I can handle and that I'm safe and protected. And it's because I believe in myself and I believe that God like is with me. And I believe that like I'm here on mission and purpose. And because I've said yes to becoming my true sovereign self, like it's not about the conditions of what people outside of you tell you who you need to be. It's about you being genuinely unapologetically you like warts and all freak, like whatever, like have the courage to be you and express yourself. And I think for me, like festival community really, um, taught me that it's like so many weirdos around, you know, but like, those are the people for me that, have been the people that have seen me the most, um, during what I'm going through. It's because it's just a whole bunch of people that we we're, we're who we are and take it or leave it. I love that we're both bestie kids. And like, we have that map because it is, it's such a deep, deep map of, uh, collaboration of finding your people of being who you came here to be and being supported and lifted in that prayer, which changes everything, right? Because this is God's dream for us is to be who we came here to be. Yeah. And, and I, 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 I just find such a blessing in the people that I've met from festival community. There's such a vibe. It's like my soul family. And it's, it's the, the fruit, right. Of going in and doing this work. And at first when you're like, holy shit, there's all this darkness, there's this weird energy. I feel like I'm getting drained. Where is this all coming from? And you feel like you're all alone and you feel like you have to do it all on your own because we live in a society where you know, people just even having um, psychedelic experiences at festivals, right? Where there would be elders saying, hey, when you take medicine, you go into this realm and this is what's here and this is how we move and this is how we protect ourselves and this is the prayer we lay to hold the container. There would be this set up for you, right? But we don't have that. We are truly the generation that is remembering, whoa, we're really multidimensional and oh yeah, we actually have tools and protocols to support us in this, this mysticism, right? This um, modernization of mysticism as this frequency moves on earth. We're keeping it moving. We're keeping it relevant. We're keeping it 
alive and fresh so that people are still paying attention and that we keep building together. And it's true. Like it's time for us to find our tribe because we can't do this on our own and we were never, ever meant to. And the time of the lone wolf is fucking over. Like it is so time to find our tribe, to find our village. Like we're breaking that prison map and what we are going to be able to build in the next few years, just from this really, this remembrance of sovereignty and being our powerful selves and then taking that self to the fire to sit in circle with community, like, boom, this is how we build ancient future new earth. Yeah. Oh, I know you've been saying lately about the, the word amen. <laughs> and that's the thing I want to talk about too. Like, I want to hear about like words and phrases that like have been so used and part of the old earth that you're seeing, like aren't really supportive of like what's being built. Yeah, we're all learning. We're all learning and uncovering together. And um, it wasn't until I actually taught my first round of Sovereign that I used to close all my prayers with Amen. And then a really powerful, beautiful sister shared, she's like, hey, that's the name of an Egyptian God. And I was like, whoa, and I wonder what God it is. And so I checked it out and was like, oh, that's not a vibe. I want to be like closing my prayers with, with God. Totally two different frequencies. And so I took it out and began to track and see. And my prayers were landing in my body way differently. Instead of when I was using the word amen, they would actually like close and almost go somewhere else. So, so just from someone being like, whoa, hey, this word has like ancient connotation to this lineage. And whoa, this there's like that feather that just like flew right behind you. Ooh. <laughs> I didn't see it. <laughs> so we all bring the pieces, right? All of us have this wisdom that we've gained on our own map. And it's really, truly up to us to start bringing this wisdom forwards, right? Because it's so cool to decode words with people and to come up with this new language and to start dreaming into these new concepts with others. Because this is where it turns into not just a thought in your head, but actually this medicine that you begin to start bringing through your body and actually weaving in the physical here. That's you know, it's really, it's really amazing because like I don't like to use the word hope. Like that's a word for me I don't like to use because to me, hope is a beggar, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, if you're saying like, oh, I hope to see you soon, that means you're not believing that you're going to see them soon. Mm -hmm. Or like, yeah. oh, I, I hope I can get, uh, you know, I hope I can make it. That means there's still doubt that you don't believe that you're going to make it. Mm -hmm. So for me, a word that I... I don't like to use and the winds outside are going crazy. But like, I even tell my therapist, I was like, I really don't care for the word hope. To me, it's like, it's a beggar. And it's like, there's doubt that's creeping in. And so much of like, the work that I've been so focused on is like really transmuting that doubt um, that I, I carried for so long. And it's so funny because when I was in Thailand years ago, I mean, my tattoo, it looks all shitty now, but like I got it on the side by my heart in Thai and it says, uh, never doubt in darkness what God has shown in light. And to me, it's just like really working on transmuting that doubt of knowing that when we're doubtful, it's because we there's, there's areas of insecurity 
and, you know, believing that we can't accomplish or do, um, what we're set to do. And that's why, like, I'm extremely mindful, um, of the words and intentional of the words that I use. And so like, when people are like, oh, I hope you're doing well. I'm like, please don't hope I'm doing well. Believe I'm doing well because that's what's actually going to support me because otherwise that hope can, to me, there can still be that hook in of like, oh, well, it's not a solidified belief of like a confident space. You know what I mean? Um, and so I think it's really important to to understand like, and I, I remember a couple years ago, I was protesting at like a Black Lives Matter thing. And my sign said, no justice, no peace, but K-N-O-W. Like when you know justice, you know peace and your words have power, you know. And I think these are the things that we have to really um, speak up about and to really um, talk about more. Um, to be part, this is how we become part of the solution. We have conversations like you were saying earlier, like, to me right now, like you and I, I have this vision that like, we're just sitting around the fire right now. And like, we're sharing our wisdom and we're sharing and everyone who's listening to like, we're sitting around the fire together and we're sharing our wisdom and communicating with each other based off of our mistakes that we've made based off of the shame we've been able to overcome, um, based off of the limiting beliefs that were passed on to us or, um, conditioned to be our reality, even though it wasn't, didn't resonate as like the truth, but sometimes we we went with that because we didn't have the courage to say no, um, or we felt very insecure about like being who we are because it's like foreign comparatively to like the comparison paralysis of like what everyone else around us is doing and being. Yeah, it's full on. There's um, there's no one like us, so it's up to us to to be that and to shine that and to radiate that and. That's truly, that's it. Like life is so much simpler than we make it out. Like we're really here to just learn who this being is and how we came here to serve and to bring the most fullness and wholeness that we can. Totally. To every moment, to everything that we're doing or else why? Why do So it? I want to talk with you about transcending um, new age false light. And like you were just saying, going back to basics, because I know for me, like in the beginning, being so lost, I think I got hooked into that because I was insecure, not in my power. And it was like um, an easy target. I, I was an easy target because like I had holes in my auric field, which can, can which comes like from trauma. Um, we have holes in our auric field that comes from trauma where that's where like, we're like a sponge and we absorb things because those are the areas where there can be insecurity or we're not in our power or there's wounding. Um, so I'm curious to hear your take on like more and more people, um, transcending the new age and like going back to basics to ancient, um, spiritual teachings one and two, because I think there's some things in a lot of these, like in some, there's a lot of things I learned, like when I was in the new age world that actually made sense and resonated. And I think there's also an importance of like, take what resonates and release the rest kind of thing. Like for instance, learning about like the aura and like the holes in the auric fields, like that to me was something I learned while I was like in the new age. And it makes sense and it resonates with me, but I'm not in like the cult mindset of the new age teaching. So I'm curious to hear your take on 
your experience and like, again, I feel like we went through these things to have that discernment. And it was part of like our divine plan for a purpose to have discernment to, again, to like help walk other people out of it when they're ready and to also hold that space. But I'm curious to hear your take. Yeah, I love that. And like, this is the piece about claiming and remembering our sovereignty, right? Because when we can start to understand our own frequency, like what it actually is, how to recognize it, how to track it, then we can start to track other frequencies. And then that changes everything, right? Because the new age is a really powerful spell that's been placed over humanity. And the reason it's really powerful is because it so closely mimics the true organic map. Yeah. And that's how it, that's how these, these beings, whether you want to call them dark beings, dark lineages or demonic entities, right. That are, um, really placing these spells and these frequency fences and nets around humanity so that we can feed their their dream instead of God's dream. So when we start to track these energies and start to to feel how they're how they're slipping in or how they're moving in through us and they do it like in really fancy ways, right? Like Reiki. I was a Reiki master for six years. I drew more Reiki symbols than like anyone I know. That was a lot for me to have to go back and take back that six years of quanta from everything I did. Same with chakras. We're told that um, our body works this way. Well, once I stepped into sovereignty, my chakra system kind of disappeared. As I really like went in and started retrieving all that was mine, right? And I was in India. I was up in the Himalayan mountains studying the yoga. Like I was into these maps full on. And of course, like there's medicine, right? In every map that we walk. I learned about cleansing. I learned about Kriyas. But now that I'm in my prayer with God and I'm really like here in simplicity, walking in sovereignty, just really paying attention to what I'm here to be a vessel for in this moment. I don't feel my solar plexus anymore. I feel my heart. I feel my womb and I feel my eye, my first eye, not my third eye, just to get it straight. And... <laughs> Like this is a map, right? Where a lot of us um, feel that we have these chakras and I've actually decoded those and simplified them. And now I'm able to access the toroidal fields and the Merkaba quantum technology in my body from a map that has been given to me through walking with God. I want to talk about that real fast because so as you know, a Kundalini practitioner for so long. And I've taught like countless classes at festivals with sound healing. And it's like the Kriyas and stuff have really helped me. Like for instance, this one older gentleman who was in my uh, yoga teacher training, he, uh, he mailed me a book when I've been sick and there was a Kriya in there about epilepsy, which I was like really, um, grateful for, for that. And it was like a, and it was a book called like, um, meditation is medicine or something like that. And, uh, there was a lot of things like I'm definitely grateful for, but again, I can see how like there can be like the culty aspect of like what it is. And I think it hooks into, again, people that aren't, but when we're talking about the chakras, for instance, there's something that I, you were talking earlier about, like, you see your heart and your first eye and like your womb, right? And you don't even feel the solar plexus anymore. So one of the things of Kundalini yoga that 
I really resonate with is talking about like, as, as you enter in like the golden age, a lot of these chakra systems are also updating because to me, the way that I'm seeing it is like these, like if there are, um, wounds or like, um, energy that hasn't been addressed and there's like leaks in those spaces. I think understanding that those areas, like for instance, like they, like the root chakra and like in Kundalini yoga teachings, like the root chakra is developed between the ages of zero and seven, which is a subconscious. And so to me, that makes sense of like, that's the foundation and your subconscious mind is what's going to allow, like set precedent for how, how you see the world that's that foundation. And I think like you were saying earlier is like, we're rebuilding the foundation and the pieces. I feel like once those, um, chakras that have been taught in like the old, um, the old, um, Piscean age, once they've been healed and come into wholeness, they're not necessary anymore because you're in your power. You're in your sovereign embodiment in those spaces, you know what I mean? That's the way that I see it. So I don't think necessarily it's like a negative thing of like, oh yeah, they still believe in chakras or like they do that. Like that's where they are on their journey right now as well. And it can be something to um, like have them understand, but is that the end all? No, there's so much more. But I think it's it's a great map. The way that I see the chakra system, for instance, is like a map of like what parts of us like can can use some healing what parts of us that can be developed like i said once the lower triangle which consists of the solar plexus the sacral and the root that lower triangle will be solidified once you done the trauma and reclaimed your power back from trauma that happened between the ages of 0 and 22 and then when you've been able to work through that that's when you can live from the heart because you're not allowing your past from like your childhood to hook you in from living in that hard space. So you powerful. know what I mean? That's the way that I like to, to recognize, like understand, like the chakras aren't my gone, but they're, I understand the energy places of like, okay, cool. What areas can I like love myself more? Because of like times in my life where, for instance, like having so many challenges I've had with my womb and I've been, I've been feeling how these dark forces have been attacking my womb being celibate and they know the power of my, my life force. And like, I'm so connected to mother Mary and, you know, choosing to be celibate in my life. And I can see how they've been attacking me that like, like a month ago, it was so bad. My mom was like laying on my bed next to me and I had to have like a huge selenite wand like in between my legs to clear out the energy of this dark energy that was trying to um, attack my womb. Mm. And it was really challenging and it's been hard for my mom to see because she doesn't understand the depth and the complexity on a spiritual level like that because she hasn't tapped into those, you know, especially I think it can be hard coming from like super religious upbringings like I did. And then you're tapping in deeper into these um, other realms that may have been um, unknown and from the psyche and psychedelics have really helped me with that neuroplasticity and like 
understanding the, the, the deeper part of my brain. And I also believe like I went through that path because it was like, again, for my own healing, but also so that I can share wisdom to other people. And I think, again, that's why we're here. Um, but all in all, like going back, I just think like there's some things like teachings and stuff that maybe we used and they were supportive during that time. But as we continue to evolve and grow, they're outdated. Yeah. You know, they, they, they served a purpose, but I think it's really important to not shame yourself for where you were, because again, you were doing your best based on your awareness and based off of your experience. And you, you know, people who were very deeply indoctrinated in new age, like they were looking for, for love. They were looking for answers. They were looking for God. They were looking for themselves. And like you said, like that's where Hookins really came in of these, uh, the new age, you know, and because they were easy targets. And you bring up like such a really important piece, right? Is the demonization that has all been witnessed by all of us in the spiritual community and probably practiced by many of us at some point in time. Yeah. Is that raw, you're doing it wrong. You're on the wrong team. You're working for the wrong guy. Like, Ah, that that beautiful warrior energy, right? Like this warriorship that is bubbling up in us needs to be forged because that warriorship, when it stands for love and when it really has an understanding of how to use the sword of truth, the sword of justice, and that one side of this sword destroys and one side creates and where to point that tip of that sword, it changes everything. Because then we're no longer seeing people and being like, you're not doing what I'm doing. You're wrong. And so I'm going to take you out. That's not how we're going to get anywhere. And so this is. That's, this it, is that's really the ego hard. right there of like, I'm wrong. You're right. You know, that's like not what love is. Totally. And also like all the shit that's plugged into that. Right. When you have someone fighting out of like fear, well. They probably have some sort of cord or hook or something moving through them that's also creating a ripple effect in the grid. This is really what paying attention, what coming into your body, what like breaking up with dissociation, delusion, confusion, and illusion means. It means to really to come back to love and be like, wow, I have this body. I have this beautiful mind, I have this beautiful heart, this beautiful womb, this beautiful groin that can literally create new worlds and realities. So let's do that. Let's focus on that. Let's be here. Let's build that. Instead of blaming and shaming and pointing fingers, like it's time to heal and it's time to come together in community. And communities who heal together don't come together around the fire and just bitch each other out. <laughs> They come and they share stories and they teach and they shine and they dance and they sing. And it's never like this. If if you're pointing a finger at someone, turn that finger around. And take and, responsibility. Yeah. And that finger will show you the direction that you need to go. Mm -hmm. Go in. I go just in. got this like vision of like E.T. Like with his finger like lit, like E.T., phone home, you know, and I think that's what we have to, I know for me, my intention this year is just to continue to take radical responsibility, um, 
you know, from my past wrongdoings where I would have been manipulative in the past because that to me was a um, survival technique um, and something I've been really working deep with my therapist of like, yeah, like sometimes we manipulate and we like push that power or that um, like the attention away from us because we're afraid to actually address uh, what needs to be addressed. And so that's, that's where, that's again, where the hurt people, hurt people piece really comes in. And so I want to talk more um, about the importance of shielding. And um, because I think that's, that's, I remember like when I was in Catholic school, my religion teacher, like every day she would have us practice like putting on the armor of God, like Mm. every day when I was in school. And so I just want to talk about, um, how shielding can also look different, um, for other people and like your experience of like teaching about shielding and also boundaries. Cause I think that's another piece is like many of us as kids were not taught boundaries and especially those of us who grew up as people pleasers, um, to fit in. There's no boundary there. Like there's no self-love or self-awareness of like our energy, our life force. And so we just like give, 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 give to take care of everyone else. But in the end, it leads us to depletion and burnout and being taken advantage of. So I would love to hear your, um, just talk about shielding. Mm. So shielding is like one of my favorite things to geek out on because, you know, we've talked about the, the warriorship, right? The sword. Well, you can't always be in battle mode. Like that sounds exhausting as fuck. So this is where shielding comes in. And if you think about a shield, it's, it's this thing, right? That you hold in front of you, that you protect your field, also your body, also your mind, also your emotions with something, And so shielding is going to be different for everyone because we all have beautiful, unique bodies and landscapes and architecture and allies that we work with. And shielding is kind of learning to set up a line of defense around your energetic signature, your frequency and your field. So you can have first line of defenses, you can have second, third, fourth, fifth, right? Like if you think of a castle back in the old days, the castle would have a moat around it right? That would be like the first line of defense. Then there would be watchtowers with archers around it. That would be like the second line of defense. And then of course, they probably have like a third, fourth, fifth line of defense. Maybe like the big ass dragon being like the final, like, no, you're not getting this castle. So when you feel into shielding and your own field and your field can be two feet away from your body or 50 feet away from your body or anywhere in between, maybe more. So when you think about us as this beautiful sphere that's holding our frequency and our radiation as we move on this earth grid, we want to keep it contained. We want to keep it protected and respected and honored in the highest, always. Why wouldn't you not? So when it comes to shielding, a lot of it can be just about like speaking sound, right? You can just make a tone, put that tone into your space, boom. That's a shielding technique. You can put a dragon egg around you when you're dreaming so that you don't get attacked in your sleep. Boom. That's a shielding technique. You can 
put a waterfall over you or visualize this beautiful frequency net around you. That's a shielding technique. You can call in any of your animals, whether you walk with jaguars, whether you walk with dragons, whether you walk with armadillos, like you can call in your beings who will bring their medicine and help you to keep an eye on your field so that you can relax, so that your nervous system can rest, and so that you can go into this beautiful architecture you've been gifted and dream and create and feel and inspire and do what you came here to do on the earth without constantly having to be in this, am I okay? Am I safe? Should I be in fear right now? Can I trust these next steps I'm about to make? Because when you actually take the time to go in and see what's alive in your field to really feel like, oh, I'm actually not even in my field. So of course it's full of shit I don't want. This is where we start to really build out this beautiful bubble that we get to like journey through life with. And the beings that come into this bubble, we know are clean. We know are gonna bring us like the yummiest, juiciest life experiences because we've set ourselves up for success in that way. And that we can trust ourselves when we do this work, that we can finally be like, oh my gosh, I trust myself. I trust God. I trust that I'm held in this prayer for me. And that really changes the game. When you get to walk, when you get to create, when you get to do what you came here to do and be who you came here to be without constantly living in fear and untrust. And I think it takes, it takes time to trust and it takes time to get to that level and that space of like being able to walk confidently. And I know for me, like I've been able to reach that place, like I said, since this last seizure that I have, because I had such a deep, profound experience with um, Jesus um, recently. And I also like got to the very depth of like the root of my childhood trauma and wounding that earlier last week, like last week, I went on like a five day psychedelic journey sober, but I've had, you know, I've done ayahuasca, I've done LSD, I've done mushrooms countless times. I've done peyote. Like I've tapped into those, those spaces and it can be also challenging when like my family, for instance, like they've never done psychedelics. So when they hear I'm on a five day psychedelic trip, they're like concerned. But for me, it was like, I cried so much tears of joy. I cried for my inner child. I like connected with Jesus. Like, and I'm, like I said, I'm 33. So I'm in my Jesus year right now. And I'm like, I just feel so grateful for the um, challenging times I also went through as well, uh, because it gave me a deeper space of compassion. Like one of the tattoos I have on my arm, I got after my nunna died. Um, and she died from mad cow disease and, um, and she, she was 12 days, no food, no water when she transitioned. And I got an Italian, it was a, a quote from a Nicholas Sparks book. Uh, it was from a walk to remember. <laughs> and it says without suffering, there would be no compassion. And I, I think that going back to like releasing the shame of like, our past of where we were suffering and like learning to integrate it. That is also what I feel is like what integrating the ego is, right? Because 
ego of edging God out is like where we're hurt and where we're wounding and where we have to feel like we're on the defense. But once we've integrated the pains and like the really challenging experiences we've gone through, it brings us to our sovereignty of like the past doesn't have power over us anymore. One, two, like you really understand like the depth of like your soul and like what you've been able to conquer, like that warrior, warrioress, just very strong sense of self that like, whoa, if I can get through this, like it's, it's like a, like a benchmarker of like, Hey, I've been able to get through this, like some little thing that's coming my way. Like I'm going to be able to get through this too. Like God help me get through that. Like I'm not going to be abandoned going through what I'm going through now as well. And I think that's the piece that we need to remember is like, when you have that faith that not only are you always divinely guided, but that you're always divinely protected and that like you can trust in the divine and like you can trust that like God is having you go through this for a reason to either like share wisdom with other people down the line on like how you got through it. One, two, to give give you that deeper scope of like your own strength that like, came through and like the strength that God is like reminding you of who you are. Um, or three, just to, again, be compassionate and like kind and like humble yourself when you see, um, other people hurting or struggling. I think that to me is like the true gift of the human experience is like, yeah, life isn't always unicorns and rainbows, you know, but sometimes like you're going to be the most proud of yourself when you, recognize what you've been able to overcome and how you've been able to get through it and the person you've become because of those hardships that you've been able to conquer when people were doubting you, when people didn't believe in you, but because you believed in yourself and you believe that like God has got you and there's certain people that maybe do believe in you and have that support. Like what a gift that to me has been just like the greatest gift with like the past, like 11 years that I've been navigating through this hell of a ride after being struck by lightning. And like, especially the last two years of navigating through this epilepsy seizure diagnosis that I'm not allowing to find me. Here's big pharma wants to try to take me out by giving me medicine of anti-seizure medication. And I'm saying, no, you know, I'm like, no, this is not my path. One of the biggest side effects is that I can have a child with birth defects. That right there is the root of my family. Like I've had so many cousins with birth defects. Why would I, why would I feed that belly of a beast and have the doubt that I'm not going to be able to get through this when there's multiple scriptures in the Bible that says, Jesus says like, come to me and I will cast out this demon and I will cast out these spirits. And so again, it all comes down to your faith. It all comes down to your experience. It all comes down to your belief, but you have to be willing to, to walk that talk and integrate and implement. Like you can say it all you want, but if you're actually not living or believing or embodying it, what good is that going to do? Yeah, exactly. We're being forged, right? We're here to be these tools and this beautiful holy weaponry for God, for the holiest, highest spirit. And we don't get to choose how long we're forged in the fire or how, how we are made into these beautiful tools and weaponry pieces that we came here to be um, until you're there, right? Until you're like, oh, I get it. And it can be three years down the road. It can be 10 years down the road. It might be on your deathbed. 
but you're like, wow, I really understand why I had to go through that. And when that happens, when you reach that space, there's such a peace that washes over you. Such a like, oh, this, this divinity, this perfection, it couldn't have been any other way. And also to share, which is wild, is your Nana died of mad cow disease because my father died three years ago of mad cow disease. And I've never met anyone who's had anyone they know die of that because it's like a one in a million chance. I've had two family members die of mad cow disease. My what? my godfather, who sexually assaulted me when I was younger, he died of mad cow disease. And then my nunna died of mad cow disease because they were in Europe when the outbreak happened. And he was unhealthy. So it hit him sooner than my grandmother because my grandmother like really loved life. So it didn't hit her as fast as it did my uncle, who was very miserable and had a lot of like dis-ease in his body because he mm -hmm. was an alcoholic and very abusive. And there's a lot of trauma that I had from him. Um, but he, so it hit him faster than it did my, my nunna, but they both died of mad cow disease. So that's crazy that you too have a family member. And I think that's a huge piece of like, the fight of like conquering the brain and the mind. Um, that's what I see, you know, it's like the, like here are two family members that went through that. And like, it, it's an invitation for me to like be kind to my mind and to not allow the mind to take over my life. Like it, you know, like a disease that like took them out. And it's like, that's just more the invitation for me to continue to lead with my heart and to also find balance between the head and the heart wild. Um, so okay. to wrap up, I want to talk a little, I just want to close out with you talking about your new program, Sovereign, um, that you're launching and just to really dive in a little more about that. Mm. So Sovereign, we launched it, me and my sister, Alexandra Smith, who is the Dragon's Oracle on IG. We launched it in July and it was wild because the response we got was like, oh my gosh, this is so needed. Like, I can't believe how much I've needed this. I felt so alone. I had people writing me about having demons standing at their bed their entire lives and other adults with children. I've had people writing me about getting attacks, about having these wild hooks, about literally like finding chunks of metal in these spaces yeah. in their necks and stuff. And was like, oh, okay, I see. Like God really wants this to be woven for the collective. And what it turned into was a seven-week dark arts defense training course, like straight-up warrior training um, in the multidimensional realms. And everyone <laughs> that came was, like, from every single continent on Earth. Like, Love that. Gritted. And what happened over that space was this beautiful understanding and reemergence of what it means to really, truly, like, pick up this wisdom and this knowledge that hasn't been lost too far back in our lineages around what it means to go into our bodies and see what's there and actually ha like have these shamanic tools to know what's inside of us. If there's intruders, um, what's growing there that shouldn't be. And when we go in and do that work, it becomes so apparent, right? In our fields. Oh yeah. I can feel that something is like sticky icky here. So I'm going to go in and see what it is. Oh, I left this space open from like a not great conversation where I, I gave my power away two weeks ago and here it is still in my field so over seven weeks we went through how to locate and remove cords how to locate and remove hooks how to locate and remove demons and entities on lineages 
uh, we did a whole class on laying prayer work on how to use prayer as like truly the, the armor of God, right? Like the highest protection that I've ever come across in my life. And I've tried to find this, this level of power and protection in a lot of maps. And I had to come back to God to find it. Hmm. So in this training, we go together into all of these spaces and places. So it's not you standing up and facing this dark shit. Like it is, but we do it You're together. Yeah. It, it. it really changes it. And the breakthroughs that people had in this course, like I still am receiving messages from people who are like, wow, Sovereign changed my life. It changed. My kids don't have nightmares anymore. My family isn't getting attacked. Like everything is flowing so much better for me in life because I've actually taken the time to, to face myself, to finally fucking face myself and to establish this beautiful architecture that is love, right? That is boundaries. That is you stomping your foot on the earth and saying, this is my life. This is my body. This is my space. And I claim it with love, right? Like there's power that happens when we do this and there's even more power when we do it together. So we are relaunching it. This second round is going to be even more of a vibe because what I've decoded just from bringing these codes to the grid is next level. Like now we're getting into UFOs and star lineage guardianships. And like, so as you go, just know that like we're on this path for life. These are tools that you literally are going to use for the rest of your life and that you get to build out and explore and create anew over the rest of your life. So we begin. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a really powerful deep dive. And there was everyone from like beginners who like, were like, I don't even know what shadow work is. Is this for me? I'm like, yes, this is for you to like tobacco shamans and people holding ayahuasca ceremonies and serving big groups of people where they're like, Hey, I'd actually like to learn how to hold what I'm doing with more strength more steadiness, more power, more faith in God. Mm-hmm. So it's potent for wherever you are on the path, you will find medicine in this space for yourself. Autumn, that's huge. I just want to say congratulations because I know the initiation to be able to share this wisdom was far from easy. And so yeah. I just want to honor you for having the courage to go to that belly of the beast and that depth to, um, to discover how the light can really heal and change and bring this awareness, um, to help other people like reclaim their power back from like we were talking earlier, just things that may have been unconsciously taken away from us when we were hurting and like we were an easy target. And so I just really honor you for answering the call to say yes. Um, to do this and to even have the courage to share it. And if you're interested, um, you can check the show notes to sign up. How? Because I don't know necessarily how this affiliate thing works. Um, <laughs> but do they just say that they heard from the Sovereign Society podcast? I want to know, like, what what is it like when the, is there like, how does this go about? Yeah, so I'll share on the website. You can check out it's in bodyjaguar.com slash sovereign. Mm-hmm. And it gives you all the deets. And then at the bottom, when you purchase, um, there will be a space on a form for you to fill out who you found it through. And then also as, as just this beautiful code of provision, because as I've stepped into this work, right, like I had to walk some maps to be able to teach people on how to face demons, like straight up. 
if you want to hear it from, from the well, that's it. And yeah, the provision that comes, right? When God is like, hey, I need you to do this for me. And then you do it. You find the courage and you do it. There's provision that comes. And when I launched this program, I made over 12 grand. And that had never happened to me before. And I had been inspired by a sister who had run an affiliate program. And so I opened it up to affiliates where you you make 30% of each of the sale. And all these beautiful mothers, single women who had no really great provision coming in signed up. And I was able to pay out thousands of dollars to affiliates. And that's what it's about. It's like, we're here to do this together. I love that. I just... I just honor you for really like walking the talk, Autumn. And like, I really honor you for just like being integrous and like a genuine soul sister who is like Mm -hmm. truly like in a total state of surrender of like, I know when I'm being divinely guided and I'm honoring like where God is leading me and I'm honoring the truth of what I'm, I'm being shown and I'm doing it with full faith that I'm going to be taking care of and my needs will be met. Like, I just, I honor you and I, I just, I I admire like who you are and Mm -hmm. how you're showing up in this world and just, yeah, having the courage to say yes, because I know from firsthand experience it's very, very difficult to be the one that says yes when no one else really has been able to. So um, if you yes. are interested, I mean, Sovereign sounds amazing. I'm, I may even consider it. <laughs> but if you are interested, um, again, you can check out the show notes. Um, let Autumn know. I want to know too, who's listening to this, who, who, you know, who, what this episode, who it touched because, um, like I said, since this last seizure that I had, I've had such a rebirth, rise of the Phoenix moment. And I know like my focus from now until the solstice really, and, uh, is, uh, and the equinox, I should say, is just really like honing in on this rebirth that I'm going through. And, and I, you know, I, I can say that I admit that like, while I did my best, like, I know I can do better. And I think it's tools like, being able to reclaim our power back and and honoring with reverence our energy and having that boundary, that's what allows us to really um, take us, that's what takes us to these higher heights um, that, and the higher potential. So I just know that this is definitely not a time to play small anymore. This is definitely a time to recognize that the lone wolf days are over this is such a blessing that we can use technology that we can connect with people all around the world. And like we've been saying, share these grids and like bring this love around the planet because it's why we're here. Like the winds outside, you, you can't hear it, but like they are going crazy. And so to me, I'm just seeing like the winds of change are here, you know, and the winds of change are here but it's up to you to make that change like yeah you can see what's going on but it's not until you take that innate action and that and taking that leap of faith to actually follow through that you truly become part of the solution so Mm -hmm. um I want to also just say autumn like where can we find more of you um, you know, 
people who want to learn more about you and just really connect deeper? Mm, beautiful. Yeah, my website is embodyjaguar.com. I have some a little bit of music on Spotify. I have a little bit of um, YouTube videos going on. God's like, hey, girl, you got to build out your YouTube and your TikTok this year because, you know, that's what's up. And I'm like, okay, God, we're going to get dancey. We're going to get dancey this year and bring our message. Um, but then on Instagram, where I mainly am right now is Embody Jaguar. And yeah, I'm in Costa Rica. I'm going to be at Envision, bringing a really ancient, powerful story to the stage. I'll be offering ritual performance um, at Envision every day. So if you are in the jungle, come play. If you are in another slice of this earth jungle, find me online and connect because yeah, we're going to get into some some big medicine this year. I know you are. I know I am. And there's a lot of us, um, a lot of soul family that are going to come back together, connect, collaborate, and birth some really epic shit in the earth in the next couple of years. So come find uh-huh. me. And I just want to say Envision is probably one of my favorite festivals I've ever been to. It's such a special, unique, just the whole eco village and like the conscious awareness of like the the connection of community with the land like envision was hands down like one of the greatest festivals I've ever been to so I love that you're teaching there and that one of my like really good friends on IL he's there all the time and like (laughs) it's just it's just a very sacred space and again if you guys want to hear more about autumn you can check out the show notes um check out sovereign let her know that you heard it from here And again, I just want to say thank you, Autumn, for going there um, with me and for also holding that space as I'm continuing to integrate like the powerful um, initiation I went through last week because there there haven't been very many people um, that are understanding what I'm going through. And some people are scared and I get it because they care and they love me. Um, But I just feel really grateful. I've got some really incredible people like in my corner or what I call my soul squad that are able to hold that space and to recognize um, what I'm navigating through and what I'm doing and knowing and seeing that how God is using me right now um, to be part of the solution. So again, I just wanted to say, this is like the first conversation I've had since like my last seizure. And, um, thank you for holding that space and thank you for doing the work that you're doing. And again, answering that call to be part of the solution. Yeah. It's my honor sister. And to you as well, like sovereignty, when you choose it, it changes everything. It it really changes everything. That's the truth. Well, thank you all for tuning in. Let us know what you think. If this uh, episode resonated with you, please leave a rating and review on iTunes. Give a thumbs up on YouTube. Let me know in the comments. Let us know in the comments what came up for you um, because we're here for you and we're here to be part of the solution because the world is ready for your medicine. So thank you again for tuning in and we'll be seeing more of you soon. Take care. Salam. Thanks so much for tuning into this powerful episode of the Sovereign Society podcast. To keep this conversation flowing, I invite you to join us over at the Sovereign Society private Facebook group and to follow us over at Sovereign Society podcast on Instagram. If you want to keep up with me, subscribe to my YouTube channel where you can watch these episodes and so much more. 
I welcome you to come on over and say hey on Instagram at Sabrina Riccio. And if you love these conversations, please support the podcast by subscribing and leaving a rating and review on iTunes. To share the love, all you got to do is search Sovereign Society Podcasts. And of course, if you're ready for more, stay tuned for next week because we've got a whole new episode coming your way. Take care. Satnam. Satnam.